דף קמ"ח עומד בייס. Something totally unrelated to what we said before, just because we had a question from Rava Barav Chonon to Abaye. So we had two of them before. So we're asking, we're bringing a third one. We learned in the Mishnah, you're not allowed to clap your hands. You're not allowed to, Rashi says, bang in your, bang in your heart. Or and Rashi explains that both of them are talking about from, from Avel, from Avelus, from mourning. Toysus explains that it's both talking about from happiness. Uh, uh, clapping the hands one to another, clapping your hands on your feet. You're not allowed to dance. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to dance or uh, clap your hands on Shabbos or on Yom Tiv because uh, since you're accompanying your, your songs, you're, you're, you're singing with something accompanying it to enhance it, you might come to make instruments, to make instruments to enhance it. Now, there's already a thesis elsewhere, which says that many people are making it today because we don't know how to make instruments. Not everyone knows how to make instruments. To play instruments, you're not allowed to, because you might come to fix the instruments. And that people know how to do, you could fix it. But to make a new instrument is not so, commonly known, and therefore many are making on this. Ramah brings it down as well. Although he says that you should be machmer, but Chassidim accepted the skula um, based on that opinion for other reasons. But here's in the time of the Gemara, which was totally forbidden. So asks Rabbi Chazinon, we see the Avdin, people do it. People do clap their hands. People do dance. We don't tell them anything. What's going on? Why don't we tell them anything? Says Rave, whatever people do wrong, you have to tell them. According to you, that we should really rebuke everyone who does something wrong. How the Omar Rave, or Rabbe, it should be really. What Rave or Rabbe say, on Shabbos, a person should not sit with an object by the opening of the movoi, by the opening of the alleyway, which has a pole on the third side, which is open to indicate that it's closed. Don't sit right next to it. Dilma, maybe, an object will roll away from you. He might come to bring you back in because it's not so noticeable, the separation between the entrance of the movoi and outside of it. It's only one pole over there. So you might forget it, you might bring it in. Says Abaye Nami, we do see the moisvi, chatsvi, people bring, bring barrels, the yosan, and they sit down, by the entrance of the alleyway. And again, we don't tell them anything. So it's not the only thing you saw that people don't say. Many things we don't say. And how come? Ella only Hanachli Israel, let Eden alone. If there's an activity that they do, which is forbidden, but you know that if you'll tell them, they'll continue doing it. Better don't do it, but better don't tell them. 
because it's better they should do it by mistake than on purpose. So they're not going to stop to sit by the entrance of the alleyway if they're outing of Shabbos. They're not going to stop to dance and to clap their hands. You just keep quiet. Okay. I hear, says Rav Barav Chonon, Sovrumino, he thought, or people thought, that this only applies by the Rabbonum. For example, these two halachas that you just mentioned, not to clap your hands and not to sit by the entrance of a mova, you say, So only then we don't tell people. Says the Gemara of Elohi, it isn't so. Where this, uh, I'm sorry, I missed a few words. The, the assumption was about the Iraisa, we have to tell them, even if we assume they're not going to listen. It isn't so. Even by the Iraisa, if you know they're not going to listen, you don't stop them. What's the proof for this? The fact that you're supposed to take in Yom Kippur early, before Bein Hashemoshes, a bit, but before Bein Hashemoshes, Bein Hashemoshes, we learned it not from a Pasuk. It says that in the ninth of the month in the evening, you're supposed to start in Kippur. Now we know that by night it's not nine anymore, it's ten. So how do you fast by nine in the evening? Because you start a bit before the Bein the, the, a bit before the night comes in, when it's still the evening of the ninth, it's still the end of the ninth day, you already start fasting. So say it's a Chimina Torah. We see people, they eat and drink until it's dark, until we don't tell them anything. So here we see that even by Adair Isa, if you know they're not going to listen, you don't stop them. Now there are rules about this. The Altarebbe writes that the rule is that if it's a Isidir Isa, which isn't clearly written in the Torah, for example, the fact that you should take in Shab, uh, Yom Kippur early isn't clearly written in the Torah. We learn it out from a Pasuk, but it's not clearly written in the Torah. Then we, we, then we can keep quiet. However, if it's clearly written in the Torah, then we have to stop them, even if we know they're not going to listen, we have to stop them. We have to, we have to make a machar. Fine. Okay, so that's the story about why we don't tell people to stop clapping their hands and dancing because they're not going to listen. And if it's a Rabbonin or their rights, which isn't clearly spelled out, then we don't tell them if you know they're not going to listen. Fine. Then the Mishnah mentioned, a woman can borrow a loaf or loaves of bread. Now, typically, if you borrow a loaf of bread, how are you going to pay it back with a loaf of bread? Now, typically, loaves of bread are not identical. Now, it might make that I'm borrowing a smaller loaf of bread and I'm giving back a larger loaf of bread. Or the price might change in a place that, you know, they, I don't know, they weigh each loaf of bread or the prices could change from day to day. Then it might be cheap today and a bit more expensive tomorrow or in a few days. And it will come out that I'm paying you extra, which is ribis. Now, it's not proper ribis minatayra, because ribis minatayra is only if I made a condition. When I lent the money, the condition was that you must pay me back extra. But if it wasn't the condition, it just so happened, for whatever reason, I decided to, or the price went up, or whatever it is, that's not a isu minatayra. 
ברת סייסו מדרבנן, סייסו מדרבנן, המקרי בסייסו מדרבנן. So seemingly when you borrow a loaf of bread and you give back a loaf of bread it's very easily you'll run into Yisod Rabbanon. Says the Gemara, on Shabbos you shouldn't borrow saying the term Halveini as if it's long term. But in the weekdays, there's no issue whatsoever. There's no issue whatsoever. The Tanah we learned in the Mishnah, V'cheino ya'ilo lo'imer, Hillel said, Lo'ital ve'isha kiko lechaverta. A woman should not lend a loaf of bread to her friend. You should value how much money, evaluate it, how much money, how much money it's worth. And then basically the next, the borrower should pay back the value and not a loaf of bread. Why? Shema perhaps yukru chitim. The wheat will become more expensive. And the result will be that Now the Allah is not like this. Allah is like that by a loaf of bread, which typically people don't care. It's so small that people don't care. So then, since the whole thing is they weren't particular in such a case. In a case that people don't care, you borrow a few potatoes, you give back a few potatoes. No one's very particular on the size and the weight. If the price went up a few pennies, then uh, then it's fine. Then uh, then you're you're allowed to borrow three potatoes and give back three potatoes or a loaf of bread and give back a loaf of bread. And it seemingly our Mishnah follows the Rabbanon and not Hilo, which Allah is like Rabbanon, but you want the Mishnah to follow everyone. It says the Gemara Filo Teimo Hilo, our Mishnah can fit like Hilo as well. Ho, our Mishnah is talking about Ba'asra the kids domain. In a place where there's a set price for bread, it does not go up. Well, I mean, once in I don't know how many years, but typically it does not, the price does not go up. And therefore, you're allowed to borrow a loaf of bread and return a loaf of bread because a loaf of bread is like a, is like a pound. It's like, it's, like a, it's like a set currency. It doesn't change. However, uh, when Hilo said you should not borrow a loaf of bread, Ba'asr, it's in a place the like kids domain where there's no set price. Where the price changes frequently, and therefore you may not, according to Hillel, borrow a loaf of bread and return a loaf of bread. Okay, fine. If the lender does not trust the borrower that he's going to repay, so let the borrower leave over his clothing, and worse comes to worse, you keep the clothing. Itmar, we learned, Amiroim have discussed. Halvas Yomtif. If I borrow from you something on Shabbos or on Yom Tif, Rav Yesif Omar, you cannot claim it back in Beisdin, which means, obviously, I'm going to come back and ask for the money back. But if you don't want to, tough luck on me. I can't do anything about it. I can't go to Beisdin because the whole point is they don't want you to write it down. They don't want it to be something which you could demand in Beisdin. And therefore... Nothing to come to base them for. They're not going to deal with this with this story. He could go to base. He's following the logic of the mission. Because he could he could demand it in base and he could collect it in base. Then he might come to write it down. The whole thing is we're trying to avoid. He shouldn't write down the loan. 
And therefore, we're telling you use a term of she'ilah instead of a term of halva. But if he knows that he can, if you don't, if you deny it later on, or if you don't want to pay back, he can go to Basin. So he's going to want to write it down to remember it. If he knows that he can't go, he can't, he can't demand it in Basin anyways. So forget it. Why should I write it down? If he's going to be honest, he's going to come himself. And if not, too bad on me. What's the point of writing it down? You're right, you have a good point that you might write it down, but I have another valid point. The Yamart, if you're going to say that you cannot demand it, he's not going to give it to him. If he's not sure you're going to pay him back, he's not going to give it to you. And what's going to happen? People are not going to lend each other food and yamtiv, and they're not going to have food, and then they're going to lack simchas yamtiv. So, better we should go into this question of maybe they're going to write it down. Let people lend each other food and they should have enough for yom. Tanam is not in a Mishnah. If you don't trust the guy, let him leave his clothing by you and you'll be able to collect it from his clothing. Now, if you follow Rav Yasef's opinion, that you cannot demand it in Bezdin, that's why you have to leave the talis by you. And then I can make a calculation, you know, you want your clothing back, you gotta pay, you gotta pay me. Because I have no other method to collect it back. I can't have two people standing as a witness and then bring them to Bezdin. It's not gonna help. I'm not gonna be able to get it back from you in Bezdin. So therefore the Mishnah says, you know what? Leave a clothing by him. But I'm ready to litova. If you're going to say that he could collect it in Bezdin, why should he leave his clothing by him? Let him give it to him. Let him get two, two Yidin to, to, to be witnesses. Really, Tove, and he'll demand it from him later on in Bezdin. Or, I don't know, even if there's no witnesses. He'll go to Bezdin. He'll be a koi for a koi. He'll have to swear. Shua says Whatever. If you go to Bezdin, it's already business. So how, why does he have to keep his talents by him? Says the Gemara. Very simple. Omar, he says, I don't want the Lake Kumadin of a Dayan. I don't want to go to Bezdin and have to choose a Dayan. You know, I want my money. So I want to have something in my hand that I can collect the money from if you don't want to pay me and not have to take you to Bezdin and pay the fees and then, you know, whatever. I, I want to have something right away. I want to have a piece of, I want to have your clothing right now so I could, I could, I could collect the money after Yom Tov. So there's no proof from here that you cannot collect it in Bezdin. Very possibly you could. Okay. Mosim Ravidi Baro. Ravid Baroven wants to prove now that you could collect it in Bezdin. So it's an interesting story. It says like this. One who shechs a cow. Vichilkan, he divided it amongst people with the intention that they'll pay him back. It was a Reish of the year after Shemitah. Now then what happened? Aiden didn't come to Bezdin. And therefore, it turned out to not be Rosh Hashanah. It turned out to be Lamir Elu. And then the next day was Rosh Hashanah. If it happened to be, or Elul Mu'ubar, if it happened to be that it was a 30-day Elul. So what happened now is like this. The end of the seventh year causes that all loans are canceled. He lent these people meat. He thought it was Rosh Hashanah. It turned out it wasn't. Right? It turned out it was Lamed Elul. And it's basically a loan. After he gave that loan, the year after Shemitah came, what, happened, what happens is it cancels all the loans. So he can't collect anymore 
this, the money for the meat. If it turned out that Elo was 30 days, whatever he gave out, he cannot collect. Vim laugh if it was a regular Rosh Hashanah, then it doesn't get lost because obviously it's a new year. It's a new year, and therefore it's not it's already past Shemitah, so I could collect it. Now, what do we see? So let's go step by step in the bride. So let's first focus on the first half of the mission. The first half, which says that if it was Lamedal, you cannot collect it after Yom if you're going to tell me that in general, if I lend you something on Yontif, I can never collect the money. My Mishanit. What are you telling me? It cancels the, 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 the Choy. There's no Choy to begin with. You never have to pay me. Says the Gemara, no, shiny, awesome. There, it's very different. The Gloi Milsa turned out, the Choy. Once it turned out to be Lamed, Elul, it's not Rosh Hashanah anymore. So therefore, you have to pay back the loan because it's, it's a weekday. But on the other hand, you don't have to because it's the end of Shemitah. So the first half which says that if it happened to be Lamed Elul, you don't pay back the loan, that's not a right. Okay, but Toshanami safe. look at the end of the Mishnah. If it turned out to be Aleph Tishrei, it does not cancel the loan, and therefore I could collect it seemingly after Yom Tov. So it's pretty clear seemingly they could collect the loan after Yom Tov. Maybe you're going to say you could collect it. Therefore, it doesn't the shemitah doesn't apply over here, and he could collect the loan. But if you're going to say you cannot collect it, what does it mean that it doesn't cancel the loan? What does it mean? Anyways, it's yomtiv. Anyways, you can't collect it. What are you talking about? It doesn't cancel out. It's canceled out for a different reason because it's yomtiv. Says you want to know. There's a difference. The If someone borrowed something from you on and then he pays you back, you say thank you very much. Okay. Miklal, are you trying to tell me the ratio? If there was a loan that Shemitah canceled, the end of Shemitah can canceled. If the borrower returns the money, you don't take it. That's not true. You're not allowed to collect the money after Shemitah. But the guy could give it back. It's very nice of him if he gives it back. If someone borrowed money from you and then Shemitah passed, let's follow this opinion at the end of Shemitah. Shemitah passed and he comes to pay you back. You must tell him, you don't have to pay me. And then if he tells you, still, I want to pay you, fine, accept it. However, Safe if it happened to be Yomtiv, but not Shemitah. Then you don't have to say, I really cancel the, the loan, the debt. You just keep quiet. You just take it. So that's what it means that Shemitah does not apply, which means you could take silently, you could take the debt, collect the debt without worrying about anything. When returns a debt in Shemitah and after Shemitah, the, the, the lender should say, I forgive the loan. If the borrower said, nevertheless, I want to pay back to you, then he can take it. Because it says, You must verbalize the Shemitah. You must say, I forgive you the loan. You don't have to pay me. Yeah? Only uh, once you did that, that's fine. 
Okay. Now, the halacha is actually like Rava or Rabba that you could collect the loan of Yom Tov, but the war of Meiroi, which weren't sure, or that they held like Rav Yosef. So Rav Avio, how would he, he want to lend things to people on Yom Tov, but he didn't hold that he could collect it afterwards, or he was afraid he's not allowed to collect it afterwards. So Shokel Mashkoinu, he would demand a mashkin that to hold on to something that just in case you don't pay it back, he'll collect it from there. Rabbi Barula, Rabbi Barula, marry me, Rume. He used to trick the person. If the person didn't want to pay, so he knows he can't go to Basin. So he would ask him about something, you know, to borrow something from him. And he just hold on to it. He said, I'll give it back to you once you pay me back for what he borrowed in Yom Tov. So, in other words, definitely the person owes you the money. The only thing is that Bayesden doesn't intervene. Bayesden doesn't intervene, according to Rav Yasef, in order to prevent you from writing it down. But since you really owe the money, you're allowed to get your way to the money. So he got his way to an object which belonged to that person, and, uh, and he kept it, which is allowed, but he didn't want to go to Bayesden. Okay. Fine. And then it happened to be on Shabbos. So you want to take a, a, a sheep for the current Pesach. You give the person a clothing and you take the sheep because you don't want him to write it down or whatever. Um, uh, he doesn't want to go to Basin afterwards. So you give him a, you give him a clothing and then you take it. Now what about you buy the sheep, but you can't just take a random sheep and bring it to the base of Migdash. You have to say it's Hekdash. Now really, you're not allowed to make Hekdash on Shabbos and on Yom Tif. Because it's as if you're selling it. You're giving it over to the property of Hekdash. You're not allowed to do that on Shabbos and Yom Tif. Now here he's stuck. He can't bring it to the base of Midrash unless he's Makdash. So Rabbi Yechanan said, Makdash Odom Pischei B'Shabbos V'Chagigosim B'Yom Tif. If it happened to be the day you're supposed to bring the carbon, let's say, Ere Pesach Racholi is B'Shabbos, or it happens to be Yom Tif, you want to bring a carbon to the base of Midrash, the carbon Chagiga, but you forgot to, to prepare a behemoth before, so you could buy a behemoth by giving a talis, fine. But what about making it hektish? Make it hektish. We override that in, that in such a case. Says the Gemara, name of Misayeli. Seemingly, we have a Mishnah which supports Rabbi Yechanan's view. It says in our Mishnah, you leave your clothing, you take the current Pesach. So what do we see? What about being Makdashit? So we see that you're allowed to be Makdashit. What are we talking about here? Although the Lashon of the Mishnah is, you take your carbon Pesach, it doesn't literally mean you take a sheep and bring it as your own carbon Pesach. It means you'll take your portion in the carbon Pesach. You're joining someone's group. Someone already has a sheep, which he was Makdash as a carbon Pesach. And a guy came to Yerushalayim on Shabbos, or whatever, just before Shabbos. He didn't manage to join a group. He's joining a group on Shabbos. So you want to pay for your portion. So you're giving a talus to pay for your portion. But really, the carbon was already Hekdash before Shabbos, so we have no proof from here that it can be Makdash and Shabbos. The Mikara Mikdash Rekoi was already holy before. 
Says the Gemara, how could a person join a group on Yom Tif? we learned a nimnin that if someone stamazay has a behema and he wants to divide it amongst people, you shouldn't do that on Yom Tif because you shouldn't buy, you shouldn't buy from him on Yom Tif. So we see that you shouldn't join someone who's dividing an animal that he's shechting on Yom Tif. You don't do it on Yom Tif or on Shabbos. So how over here could you join the one who is, has a group to divide the carbon Pesach? Answers the Gemara Shani Yachir, it's different, Kibun the Rangi This person happened to be a regular every year in this group in the carbon Pesach. It just, he came late this year. And therefore, commanding the baby Karnadam is as if he was part of the group before, and therefore he could join in on Yom Tov. Taisa doesn't want, he doesn't agree to have this whole discussion, this whole question and answer in our Gemara, because he says that really you're allowed to join a group who divides uh, uh, meat from Bahaman on Yom Tov. You're just not allowed to say, please give me a portion for, I don't know, for 100 pounds, 20 pounds, 50, uh, 15 pounds. Don't use money as a, as a measuring stick for the meat. Ask him for a large portion, a medium portion, whatever it is, not a portion related to money. And therefore, the question doesn't begin. You're allowed to join a group, just don't mention how much money. So Tosis does not go to this whole question and answer in our Gemara. Fine. Says the Gemara, one second. Okay, it's not Rabbi Ishiya, but still, it's a, it's a Brisa. The brains are said like this: a person may go it's a roy that's like a shepherd who every year he buys a carbon pesach from him. He could give you a sheep for your carbon pesach, and you can make it holy. So we see clearly in the brisa that you can make an ekdish. Says the Gemara Hosam Nami there as well. Cave on the Rogulets, since this, this shepherd knows that every year he comes and gets the carbon Pesach, before Shabbos, he already said, okay, that's the sheep I'm going to give him when he comes on Shabbos tomorrow. So he basically made it a hectic already. Since he made it a hectic already, therefore, he's allowed to bring it. But it clearly says that he makes it hectic. Says the Gemara, Hekdish Ilimid Rabbonon. Rabbonon established that the owner himself must make it Hekdish. It's not enough that someone made it a Hekdish for him, knowing that he's going to be happy. And therefore, the, the, the one who bought it should make it Hekdish. But really, it's Hekdish already. And therefore, there's no proof from here that you allowed to make Hekdish proper Hekdish, new Hekdish on Shabbos. If you haven't made it before, there's no Rai from this price. Fine. Good, but Rabbi Yechon still says that, and we still pass like that. It's just that we wanted to bring a raya from a Mishnah or a Bryce, we have no raya. Fine. Says the Gemara, Did Rabbi Yechon say that you're allowed to make the carbon Pesach Hekdash and Shabbos and Yomtesh? Rabbi Yechon says, Allah is like a nameless Mishnah. You're not allowed to make something Hekdash. The value of a person. You're not allowed to separate an object and say that this belongs to the Beis Amigdash. 
it's clear that you're not allowed to make something hectic on Yom Tov or on Shabbos. So how could Rabbi Yechonon say you're allowed to make the Koran Pesach hectic? Says the Gemara Leikashim. Can when we say you're allowed to make the hectic, the Chayvish Kavua Lehem Zman. When there's a set time, you need to bring them, and therefore, if I didn't make hectic before, I have to bring them today. I have no choice, and therefore, I'm allowed to make the hectic. Can when the Mishnah when the Mishnah says you're not allowed to make an hectic. We're talking about when there's no set time. I still want to make hektish. Not on Shabbos, not on Yom Tif. You're selling it, and therefore don't make an hektish. Okay, so to summarize, um, we, uh, Rabchonan, Rabbi Rabchonan asked Abaya, how come people clap their hands and dance on Shabbos and we don't stop them? Says uh, Abaya, there's other stuff we don't stop. If people stand by the entrance of an alleyway, you're not, they're not supposed to hold objects over there because they might fall down and they might bring it back in. But they do it. Why, why are we quiet? Because they're not going to listen. When they're not going to listen, leave them alone. And the Gemara says it's even by the Yerayson. For example, if an Arab keeper people eat just to the last minute, so that's a, a, a Yisud because he's supposed to add something before Shkia. And they don't, but we don't stop them because they're not going to listen anyways. And as we said, the rule is, if it's not very clear in Torah, it's just something we learn out from a Pasuk, it still falls into the category of something which we don't rebuke someone if he's not going to listen. Then we said that on Shabbos, you have to be careful when you borrow bread, to use the term She'elon al-Halva. But you see, you could borrow bread. Hillel says you're not allowed to borrow bread because the price might change and it'll be ribis. You might give a lot a more expensive bread which is not the halacha, but that's Hillel's opinion. The halacha is that if it's a small object which people are not careful about, they're not particular about. So since the whole issue is Rabbanu, because he never made a condition that it has to be more. So then they, they, they don't worry about an uh, object which no one cares about, which is so, such a small value. But Hillel holds that we do care. So how does our Mishnah fit with it? Says the Gemara, our Mishnah could be talking in a case where there's a set price for bread, and therefore even Hillel will be allowed to borrow a, bread for, a loaf of bread for a loaf of bread. Then there was a question, if I did lend something on Yom Tov, can I collect it and base it? So he says, no, then you have to write it. Then you might come to write it. Rabbah says, yeah, because if not, you're not going to lend it. Now our Mishnah says that you can leave a talus with someone. So if, in other words, if you, if you want to be sure you're going to pay him back, you leave a talus. But why leave a talus? Bring him to base it. Nah, they don't want to bother going to base it. They'd rather have something in their hand. Fine? Um, then we brought a Mishnah which speaks about that if you if you if you lend someone something on Rosh Hashanah, the Shemitah doesn't apply. You can collect it after Yom Tov. You can collect it. So it means you can collect a loan of Yom Tov. So Rav Yisim will explain that you don't collect it. If the person brings you back the money, you don't say don't. However, if, if someone if you lend something to someone on Shemitah, and then after Shemitah, or according to that opinion, and after Shemitah, he comes and, and pays you back the money, you must tell him, you don't owe me, you don't have to pay me, because you have to say it with your mouth. And then if he gives it to you, you could accept it. So that, that's the difference between Yom Tov and Shemitah. Then we spoke about if you're allowed to make it a hekdish, you're allowed to make an animal hekdish on, on Shabbos or on Yom Tov. So Rabbi Yechon said, if you buy a carbon uh, Pesach, an Erev Pesach, which the Mishnah says you could buy it with a talus, you can make an hekdish. But L'chayra, Okay, so we wanted to bring a proof that it, that the Yitake could do so, because we see in our Mishnah that you could be that you could buy it, but you have to be makdish it. 
No, our Mishnah could be talking about you joining a group. But there's a Braissa which says that if you take it from a shepherd, you can be back to the shit. So he's, no, we could say that that shepherd is a set shepherd you buy from every year, and he was already mak the shit, but just with the rabbon, and they wanted to be mak the shit again, and then you're allowed to do on Shabbos or on Yom Okay? Now, Rabbi Yechanan, which says you're allowed to be mak the shit, it's only because you must bring the carbon today. Otherwise, he also agrees, it's a clear Mishnah, they're not allowed to be mak the on Shabbos and on Yom Rabbi Yechanan agrees to it. He just says that if it's the time to bring the carbon now, you have no other choice, you're allowed to be mad.